This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week we're talking about Showdown in Little Tokyo. Yeah, it's we a are. movie. <laughs> <laughs> this movie came out in 1991, directed by Mark L. Lester, written by Stephen Glantz and Kelliope Brattlestreet. <laughs> sure, sure, I said that right. You're just making. We're not even. To, we're not even to the Japanese names yet. Chips <laughs> <laughs> already on a roll here. Uh, starring Dolph Lundgren, Brandon Lee, Carrie Hiroyuki Tagawa, and others. Tia Carrera. Tia Carrera. Was she dubbed? I don't think so. I think she was. No. She 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 was born in Hawaii. Well, okay, then she had an accent in Wayne's World. Yeah. She she was forcing right. the accent for there. All right, there we go. Uh, other people. Simon Ree, Takio Fisher, Reed Asato, Renee Alman, Ernie Lively. Alan Toshihiro Bata. Yeah. That's uh, uh, the guy from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Which oh, guy? Yeah. The bold guy. He's like the henchman, the head henchman. Oh, I know I recognize some of these people. And yes, as Al said, Al Young. Oh, what's his name? Al Young? Al Lung. Al Lung. Um, all right, Scott, you made us watch this uh, fine piece of cinema. Why did you choose this movie? Uh, for starters, this this movie is pure magic. <laughs> I, I, I remembered certain things about it and how ridiculous this was. Uh, I remember watching this in a, uh, a bad movie night a long time ago uh, on a house on top of a hill. Um, and, yeah, it... It holds up. It's it's even better than I remember. <laughs> oh god! Even, even watching it by myself, I was cracking up. <laughs> every every time Dolph Lundgren speaks Japanese, oh man, you can't write that. <laughs> uh, but I the first time I saw this though, man, I I must have saw it on like old HBO or something like that. Uh, I I I. I a vague memory of seeing this in the movie theaters, which is very possible. But uh, yeah, it's I- anybody listening now. Like, if you can get yourself a, a copy of this, uh, it's well worth the, the three or four dollars you have to pay to rent. Yeah, <laughs> check the bargain bins in the, your local Walmart. Yes. All right, Alex, what's your history with this? Mm, yeah, I can't remember if I saw this in the movie theaters or not. I might have. Uh, but I know, you know, my dad's a big action fan, so I know I saw it with my dad. And, uh, yeah, it's always one of those that's uh, right outside my peripheral, uh, like, movie vision. But every time I see it, I remember why I got the DVD all those years ago. <laughs> all right. Uh, I just saw it for the very first time yesterday, and um, I'm 
glad I did because uh, I didn't miss anything the last twenty years. And uh, yeah, that's my uh, history of this movie. I will say, <laughs> I'm I haven't seen many Dolph Lundgren movies besides Rocky Four, and that's it. You ever saw Red Scorpion? Yeah, I'm you sure. You ever saw Army of One? Yeah, and I've seen Punisher. You've seen and I've seen <laughs> Uh Was it one with him and Van Damme, like Cyborgs or something? Oh, Universal, Universal Soldier. Soldier. There you go. Yeah. But I don't a, remember a him sequel speaking. sequel to We Were Soldiers, starring <laughs> Mel Gibson. I don't remember him speaking English, which was weird for me. I just <laughs> wanted to hear Yats Las Divias. Well, he's... I must break you. I mean, <laughs> if you watch Masters of the Universe... That's true. Oh, he's, yeah. He's barely speaking English there. <laughs> Forgot about that one. He, yeah, he yeah, he, he he did some work on the accent. Give him credit for that. Yeah. Oh, it was pretty good. And then I will also say I just found out today that the guy this Lester guy also directed Commando, so I don't know what to think now. <laughs> I this, think this he, has just got, like, he just lost the touch. He just got old. I mean this was clearly a vehicle for Schwarzenegger and then they went with Lugger instead. Well, they could get yeah, Schwarzenegger. They had to. Schwarzenegger was busy filming Red Heat or something like that. I don't know. Oh, this came out in ninety-one. Ninety-one. Okay. It's still an eighties action movie. Yeah, it counts. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> this is eighties ble- bleeding into the nineties. Um. All right. Well, uh, let's get off. Uh, get off. Whoa. Will. Yeah, we will. <laughs> Let's get on with our list. As usual, we each talk about seven items from the movie. Scott, why don't you lead us off? Number seven. Oh, man. Where to start? (laughs) (laughs) Try the beginning. Uh, I I, I did it first, and I I changed my list around. Uh, (laughs) The the, the opening sequence is is pretty awesome. But, uh, yeah, no, this has... I'll I'll start right off with uh, an amazing 80s feat of strength. In a movie that came out in 1991 uh, that, thanks to camera angles, (laughs) actually seems to make some kind of sense. But, uh, you know, Dolph, in the middle of a gunfight, picks up a car and puts it on its side to block bullets. And then he drives away in a car that's behind that car. (laughs) And this is magical because, uh, one of the first of many magical things. Uh, this is magical because just by virtue of the camera angle, it keeps him safe. But <laughs> by the placement of all the dudes shooting at him, it shouldn't have done a goddamn thing. <laughs> but yet, sure enough, he uh, he lifts a car up on its side while dudes are shooting at him. Uh, and of course, no one can hit him. Uh, although it is it is cool in that, that whole sequence when he's in the house. He's got like a fucking hand cannon. That's like a deagle, right? Or something like that? It looks like it. Yeah. Either way, that gun was cool. Uh, but yeah, he picks up a car and puts it on its side. Uh, very uh, Schwarzenegger-esque. That's yeah. my number seven. Alright, I may have more to say about that later. <laughs> yeah, it's way higher on my list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright, Alex, what's your number seven? <laughs> my number seven is the long opening credits. <laughs> <laughs> because you get in the first like maybe 30 seconds you get like the shot of the dude flexing and holding the sword and the awesome yakuza tattoo and whatnot yeah. and then you you see the light projection of little tokyo on his pecs showdown of little tokyo it's like all right that was cool 
and then it just keeps going. <laughs> it just. I I laughed out loud when he got to the the cut when it's holding when he's holding the gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, you can't yeah, you, you got... can't you can't write this. <laughs> you can't because any sane person would have just faded into like live action video and had the credits like over it, you know. Like the dudes maybe driving down Little Tokyo in the awesome car, or or something something else. But nope, just a shadowy, super buff. I'm guess I'm guessing Japanese man, but who knows? You never see his face. Yeah, yeah, it just goes on forever. <laughs> That's like yeah, that some of those movies like an hour and fifteen minutes long, and five of that is just the opening credits. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Uh, my number seven, and I'm going to go in the order in which I took notes. So it's basically as I was going through the movie. Uh, the the beginning, I have two things for the beginning action sequence. The one, him swinging in like from on a chandelier yes. into the ring. <laughs> That's amazing. It's, it's pretty goddamn terrible. And then at the end of this, well, toward the end of the sequence, when he jumps over a car. That was pretty uh, rad, too. <laughs> I was like, okay. See, these are all things that could have made my list. <laughs> so, yeah, it, I mean, the intro sequence does let you know what you're in for in this movie, and it doesn't, uh, I guess, but without Brandon Lee, which I have more to say about him coming up. But, uh, yeah, the intro with him j- swinging into the ring and then jumping over a car is my number seven. Scott, what's your number six? My number six is Brandon Lee. <laughs> Speaking of Brandon Lee, uh, I I really don't know how to qualify what he's doing here. Um, it's not acting. Yeah, I will say that they have him flipping over all kinds of shit. I don't know if yeah. that was a stunt double, if that was actually him, but he's constantly doing flips for no reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was him. But I, I got to give him uh, a lot of respect for... Just being completely game about all these, like some of the worst lines ever. Just, just having to sell it between him and Dolph, and Dolph is just giving him nothing either. Like yeah. his character's just a stoic. Like, uh, <laughs> that's the most he ever gets out of him. Uh, he's just constantly spitting out one-liners and, uh, you know how, how he's uh, he's supposed to be half Japanese. I know. I, I feel like we're we're at a point now where you you can you can look at him and, and you start to you have to wonder like okay is this some guy that they cast? Uh, which by the way, this movie has like every guy ever in it <laughs> that was ever an Asian bad guy. Yeah, uh, I recognize like half the cast from Big Trouble in Little China. In this David uh, Lopan is not in it though. Lopan's not in. Yeah, uh, he's the only one that's missing. Al Lung, <laughs> James Hong, uh, like yeah. two. He's in everything though. Two of two of the the head Wing Kong guys are in this. The guy that's doing the torture is like the like the Wing Kong guy with the the guns in the very beginning uh, when they're having no, the yeah. standoff. Like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a ton of those guys. You, He's got the bandoliers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that guy uh, can spot the one of the Chang Sing is also a bad guy in this uh, mm-hmm. in the bathhouse scene. Um, yeah, just just everywhere the. Uh, but but anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brandon Lee just having to spit out these awful things, and his character is amazing in this because 
He has no real arc. Like, he just t at one point tells Dolph that he likes him. Like, I don't know if there was supposed to be some kind of homoerotic undertone. Yeah. He there. likes a part of him, and he yeah. went, oh, that's the whole movie's good. <laughs> I mean, it, it makes more sense when you, now that I say it out loud. Uh, <laughs> Despite everything, I like you. Yeah. So. Especially your, never mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll get to it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, it just, I, yeah, it, it's just such a weird role. Like, yeah, it's not, it's not really good acting. Um, I, he's doing lots of flips, <laughs> so I guess that's cool. Uh, but just I, him being so game for this whole thing. Uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of have to respect it. So that's my number six. Randomly putting putting in an A plus effort here. Mm -hmm. All right, well, I got more to say about that next. Coming up, uh, Alex, what's your number six? Uh, my number six is Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> He's got this. His eyes are never. I don't think his eyes are ever fully open throughout the whole movie. He always looks bored in every scene. Uh, he's just flat throughout the whole movie. <laughs> he's stiff as a board. It's it's a yeah. sight to see. I've never quite seen such like bad acting in an action movie, and that's even, saying something. Even even in the sex scene, he's barely emoting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, my number six is Dolph Lundgren and Brendan Lee are terrible actors. <laughs> there it oh is. Oh my. God, I mean, it, I think the writing, everything about was bad about it. But just the once they grouped up and they were talking, I was like, "Oh, this is what this is—the buddy cop movie." And these are the two guys. Like, <laughs> this is far from Mel Gibson, and Danny Glover going on right here. This is, yeah, this is as far from that as possible. This is not Jackie Chan, Chris Tucker. This is <laughs> freaking ridiculous. I. Oh, it was awful. And I don't know, you're saying he's doing good work there, Scott. I thought he was awful. I thought he was worse than Dolphin a lot of this. Oh, no, no. Oh, I, no by way. no means was he was a good acting. I just, again, no. like, appreciated that. Because the, there's no way that anybody involved with this had, like, that didn't know how horrible it was. Like, <laughs> he still. Yeah. Dolph looked like he was phoning it in. At least Brandon Lee was trying. Sure, but he wasn't doing good. I don't know. No. I'd rather... Nah, A for effort, Brandon Lee. <laughs> hey, fine. Where, wherever you are. F for execution. Um, but anyway, go, it was go, good. I, mean, go I guess yeah. we're going to... Yeah. <laughs> before we find that a Brandon Lee movie, we're going to do this. We're not going to do The Crow or anything, but that's cool. Oh, we should do The Crow. Time to take me home. Were you suing Jedi Rocks right there? What was going on? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, I guess I'll si our sixes were almost all the same. But now, what's your number five, Alex Scott? <laughs> uh, number five. I think I think you already mentioned Jeff, but the very beginning when Dolph swings into that. That ring for no reason, like zero. There, there was like <laughs> of all the things in this movie that don't make sense. <laughs> that one I think makes the least amount. <laughs> he used to have a big heroic entrance. Yeah, his hands on his hips. Yeah, just... I told you this is illegal. I'm gonna laugh. have to arrest you. Uh, Hello, Yakuza. I, I am here to stop you. Yeah, basically. 
just lands them in that ring. So, <laughs> then, of course, 80 feet of strength. Guy punches him in the face. The only thing that happens is that his hand gets hurt. Uh, oh, man. And it turns into a bloodbath. People just shooting each other for no reason. Also, go, go ahead, Jeff. Well, I don't know if it was this fight or later on where there's a new double punch maneuver he does in this movie where oh, he like, yeah. does a donkey kick forward punch or something. I forgot what it was. I want. I, I, damn it. Anyway. Sorry. Uh, I want like Brandon Lee does like a half spinning back knuckle thing. It's almost yeah, he hits good. him with the with the backhand and then with the front of his other fist, so it's like in one motion, right? Yeah. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, no, mine was something ludicrous. It was like, yeah, the guy, he... It was Dolph, too. He did, like, a donkey kick and a... Oh, yeah. Punch. <laughs> he knocked real... two guys... <laughs> yeah, that's a real martial arts move. Okay. I mean, well, I think so the, was... the double fist thing that Brandon Lee was doing is fake, but... <laughs> I think that was just made up for this movie. Yeah. To look cool. Of course. So, I, I don't know how much real estate Little Tokyo is in Los Angeles. Oh, uh, it's pretty big now. <laughs> but it's, I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I guess they, they literally wind up having a showdown in Little Tokyo, so I mm-hmm. guess that's appropriate. Uh, yeah. But they, they there's like, one, they they go to these random like bars that could be anywhere. He goes into one Japanese restaurant for breakfast, which doesn't make any sense. Uh, Why not? You don't want udon noodles for breakfast? Probably not. Oh, they're fantastic. You're missing uh, out. And this is this is all like within the first five minutes. How Dolph Dolph swings in this place. Everybody starts shooting each other up. He uh, beats some ass. And then in the next scene, he happens to be in the one restaurant where the same guy show up again. <laughs> it's amazing. Well, because they're they're the new protection in town. Yeah, racketeering. Uh, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. It, it again. It's just it's magic. I don't know how to describe it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Dolph Swinging in is my number five. If I ramble anymore here. All right, so let's just, I'm looking at a little map of Little Tokyo here. It's not very big. It's south of the, so it's on the corner of the 110 and the 101. And yes, I'm a Californian, and I say the, the, so get over it. Anyone else Correctly, can make fun of me now? Might we add. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the corner of the 110 and the 101. Uh, and then, so south of the, the 101 and east of the 110. And it goes down to First Street, basically. I don't know. It's like the city hall is there. Yeah. I guess. Into the L.A. River. So it goes between the 110 and the famous L.A. River. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's, so it's, not, it's not very big. And it's just south of Chinatown. And north of Skid Row. So oh, it's a good area. <laughs> yeah, there's good L- restaurants L- L.A. River, a, a bastion of natural beauty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't. I mean, I've, I'll be, I'm sure I've driven through it because I've driven on the 101 a number of times, but I don't know. Anyway, where were we? Mm-hmm. My number five. All right. What's your number five? It's just the the flat banter and the one liners. They really tried. At least Brandon Lee really tried to sell them. 
but yeah, miserably. this is just the writing's fault, where they kept trying to force, really force these one-liners, and uh, yeah, they didn't. <laughs> most of them just fell flat. They didn't work. All nope. the jokey, jokey stuff. Yeah. Yeah, did not. All right, uh, my number five, which Scott already mentioned, is the, the 80s feats of strength followed up with the 80s, not even 80s, this is any action movie period where it's going to shoot the gas tank of a car and have it explode, all in the same scene. So, mm-hmm. bravo, Lester. <laughs> bravo. Here's to you, Lester. Here's to you, Lester. You got a guy, a buff guy, flip a car and then blow it up with his gun. So, two check boxes in one scene. I like it. That's number five. So, Scott, number four. Okay. So, my number four is... Uh, it's the best line in the movie. Even better than Brandon Lee's line about how big his cock is. Uh, what if your number four is right? So, at one point... So, there's a little bit of setup here. So, they, 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 they show that he's like... Dolph Lundgren's character is super into Japanese culture, and he knows martial arts. And He's a super weeb. Yeah. And he wears some stuff, which I want to talk about further down on the list. But, uh, <laughs> he, so, you know, he's like a monk or something like that. They're just kind of borrowing whatever they want here. But uh, so he, he rescues Tia Carrera, takes him back to his place, gives her a shotgun, tells her to shoot anything that moves. And uh, she asks him quite sensibly, oh, well, what if I see you coming? And he says, uh, you won't see me coming. And then he wanders off. Some other shit happens. Um, and then <laughs> the thing that made me laugh the most in the entire movie is he literally does sneak up on her and, like, like puts his massive hand over her mouth and grabs the gun away from her. Uh, this poor woman who's had horrible things happen to her Mm-hmm. <laughs> at that point, he's just being a dick. <laughs> uh, more to say about that in the honorable mentions. Uh, but this all leads into the next scene, where <laughs> Dolph takes him to their to their his Japanese style uh, um, cabin <laughs> somewhere in mm-hmm. the mountains of Los Angeles, uh, where it's it's cold enough that they they have to turn on the heat. Uh, and then there's some stunt tits, <laughs> some some aggressively uh, <laughs> use of of stunt tits. Mm-hmm. There's an awkward sex scene where again Dolph can barely <laughs> even grunt. And then they they lay back he and Tia Carrera um, in the refractory period, and she tells him uh, after laughing. Uh, that time I heard you coming. <laughs> Jeeva's oh. age. This fucking movie. I feel like at that point they should have just done like uh, the... <laughs> uh, waka, waka, waka. Yeah, just, rim shot. Just, some, just like yeah, just some huge band just starts playing. like, <laughs> And then they just end the movie. <laughs> Rip, t- Rip Taylor comes out. Starts yeah, 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 starts popping up stuff. <laughs> oh, man. You can't write this. No. And I will add to that, uh, when you're doing the setup scene, he's like, I just pointed at anything. It's like, she doesn't even tell her like to 
press it against her shoulder or anything. She's gonna the gun's gonna fly out and break her shoulder. <laughs> and he leaves her with like 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 a bandolier of shotgun shells like next to her. Like she's mm-hmm. gonna reload that thing seventeen times. <laughs> You never oh, know. Man. There was a lot of Yakuza guys. There were. To, to be fair, yes, there were. Oh, man. Hey, I think I just figured out. Was um, Were one of these guys in uh, Temple of Doom at the beginning? Temple of Doom at the beginning. The... <laughs> The, uh, yeah, yeah. Ha, Lao She. Yeah, so, no? so, so the guy, one of the guys next to him that has like the... Yeah, I think you're right, Jeff. It just now hit me. I don't you're know either right or you're racist. racist. One of the two. Six one half doesn't really. But I think you're right, Jeff. Let me... I'll, I will I will research this. All right. I'll say two of the guys. The Lao She guy and then the one guy where uh, Indy throws the shish kebab I think, I think it might be that chest. guy. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's yeah. that guy. All right, uh, Alex, number four. My number four is the setting of Little Tokyo. It's pretty cool. Uh, during the daytime, it looks, you know, uh, kind of normal. But at night, with all the neon signs and everything, there's a lot of really cool, very well-placed neon that really lights up the town. Gives it, like, a real, uh, like, a different feel to it. And even at at the end, when they have the parade and everything, and they have all these colorful costumes, it just feels like a you know like a little tokyo pretty awesome <laughs> like a little tokyo yeah is there like a little godzilla there <laughs> there should be <laughs> um by the way i saw the map open did you know it's a toy district in los angeles yeah I, I never knew this a toy district what yeah it's right on the map toy district just south but it's right between uh skid row and little tokyo yeah, it's like warehouses and stuff. Huh. All right, well, my number four is uh, the same thing Scott has. <laughs> Mine just says, I heard you come that time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I was rolling. That was like, that reminded me of the James Bond. Uh, better no Christmas. Or, <laughs> that Christmas only came once Christmas a year. came early this year. Oh, that Christmas only comes once a year. So, yeah, yeah, whatever. That's what I, I was like, ugh. So that's my number four. So, Scott, what's your number three? Uh, number three, well, before I did that, so I think the guy we're talking about is Philip Tan. Uh, he's also, yeah. I, 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 I'll have to look at his thing, but he looks like the guy from Tango and Cash, maybe? Uh, no, that was James Hung. Anyway, um, so my number three uh, is Dolph's outfits in this movie. <laughs> he he's got so it's it's 1991, so that's why he's right. got he's got pants basically up to his nipples, mm-hmm. <laughs> hiked up to his nipples. Uh, but he, yeah, he's a cop, but he's a badass cop. So he wears a leather jacket. Well, you don't realize until halfway through the movie the leather jacket's got like a rising sun on the back of it, <laughs> just to show, like like Alex said, what a weeb this guy is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but hey, he's just constantly wearing this jacket for no reason. Uh, <laughs> you know, he wears tank tops. Uh, when they're when they're in the uh, the cabin scene, and 
He fucking stops in the middle of a fight, just grab like throwing weapons for like five minutes. <laughs> That's yeah, gold, yeah. but but he winds up in those boxer shorts and boots for some reason. Like at least the director showed him grabbing the boots. Uh, but yeah, he, then he spends like the next twenty minutes of the movie like that. Uh, but the 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 best part is after a montage. <laughs> this movie right. would not because you know the movie's only an hour and fifteen. I had to fill it out somehow. So they have a montage of him, like, sort of training slash focusing. I don't even know what the hell to call that. <laughs> he's got he's got to get super tired before going into a exactly. Fight. It's not like he became better at what he was supposed to be doing. But uh, serious, there's a montage, and then at the end of the montage, he throws on this like. I I don't know like what you the equivalent of what you would buy at the Mexican border if you're looking for Japanese <laughs> like get up so he puts on like the weird gi yeah um, coat and the headband <laughs> he puts on the headband and then he's got like because they couldn't actually put him in sandal because that would have been too much but or the Toby or whatever they're called but he yeah. he puts on like the the slipper flats I don't even know what the fuck they're called but something like shoes and then yeah he's basically wearing that until he has an excuse to take it off <laughs> to to go fight uh, Shang Tsung mm-hmm. uh, too bad because that weird gi was bulletproof it could have saved him he could have but yeah just the, the, the leather jacket and the gi fucking killed me and it, you know bonus points again for having pants hiked up all over his nipples mm-hmm also, I'd like to replace one of my earlier ones with Kari Tagawa. I think I meant to to throw that in there, and I accidentally forgot to. There you go. But uh, I'll, I'll bring up again my honorable mentions. <laughs> All right. Alex, number three. My number three is that this movie knows what is it what it is, and there's not much time in between action scenes. So you get the opener, then you get the one at the, uh, at the restaurant – for breakfast i can't even remember all the action scenes there's so damn many uh i do remember the fight when they go into the club to try and find t carrera's character yeah. fight was, the fight was pretty cool i like that when one guy was gonna punch uh kenner he grabs the drink tray and he hits his you know he punches the drink tray instead and the guy's ah he's hurting and stuff and then he gives the tray back to the lady oh thanks you yeah. Then the fight goes on, and then that same guy, <laughs> when Kenner's about to punch him, <laughs> he pulls up a drink tray to block it, just like he did. <laughs> but Dolph Lundgren just punches straight through, right through his face. Oh, that's that's uh, uh, that was awesome. It's a cool little, cool little callback within one fight. Yup, I do like it. The right before the last, they had that little montage where he was getting dressed as Scott, <laughs> like. You know, they think we're dead. And so now it's like, it reminded me of a video game. It's like, all right, I know I'm going to fight the boss. The boss. I got to go level up now. I got to go fill up on hearts and get all my potions. and yeah. Fix all my armor. All right. Uh, my number three, and maybe I missed something, but I have, of course, there is a Japanese parade going on. Yeah. Like, yeah. So that- hey, they do mention it in the movie. They do set it up a bit. Yeah, did, did they set they? it up? Because I didn't. I missed that. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, when the guys are asking for protection money from the lady, she's like, "Well, we donate for the parade, you know, that happens every year." Oh uh, God. Okay. 
of all of all the things in this movie, that's that's probably the most like. <laughs> if you were gonna if you were gonna award racist racism points for <laughs> for all the shit going yes, in this movie, exactly that would be the worst. That'd be the most egregious, I would think. Yeah, so I was like, oh, of course they're Japanese, so they're having a parade right now to celebrate their dead. Whatever, just they've also. <laughs> what kind of parade like in costumes come with real swords? Yeah, good kind. I also I also like how they they bow to him on the way out, which is the second most racist thing in the movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was gonna ask which scene is worse, the one from The Last Samurai or the one from Showdown Little Tokyo. I think well, I think it's they're different. I think it's the difference there. The other the the. Uh, Last Samurai is like the whole great white savior thing, but for the most part, yeah, it's, it's more like a period Little piece. Tokyo. Uh. <laughs> I mean, it's also that. <laughs> Alex, you you got me painted in a corner here. I'm just gonna move along. Sorry. All right. Well, then let's move on to your number two. All right. So my number two is, and I I'd forgotten about the scene until they got to the police station. Then I I remembered it was about to happen. And I, I waited with glee, but it's <laughs> it's when the guy breaks his own neck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's physically impossible. Oh god, it's oh man, it's so good, so good. So the the guy uh, like prepares himself like he's he's doing seppuku. And by the way, Delphine can barely say seppuku. He was like seppuku. <laughs> and then Brad and Lee knew yeah. that it was pronounced seppuku, so he's like, what's seppuku? Because that's, seppuku is not, or seppuku, are, is, is not what came out of Dolph Lundgren's mouth. Seppuku. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Sudoku. Yeah, Sudoku. <laughs> um, yeah, this guy like prepares like he's doing that, and then instead he reaches up and, and breaks his own neck. Oh, man. It's, yeah, this movie's fantastic. Yeah. The guy breaks his own neck with his own hands. We get it, Scott. We watched it. I'm just explaining I'm trying to paint a picture. It's unbelievable. Paint a picture for the for the audience at home. Yeah. And does let me ask you this, this is gonna sound stupid. Does breaking your neck necessarily kill you? No, right? I don't think so. So I don't th- I don't think you could yeah. put enough torque into it to like twist your head around enough. That it would instantaneously kill you. If they're gonna yeah. try to be realistic, they would have had him like it, it would have been like that that girl in Suspiria, where he just went like twitching on the ground with like the white like mucus coming out of his eyeballs. <laughs> okay. Alex, number two. My number two is the eighties feet of strength. There we go. We already mentioned the car flipping over. But there's also them pushing it the uh, crunched up roof. That was a bit more believable since it was like two guys and they were pushing up really hard. Uh, what else? What else is feats of strength? Um, I guess that was it. But the car is fantastic. So he does. Yeah, he does a few like John Matrix throws with those like, like a side, which is not really a throwing weapon, uh, and some commas, which are also not really throwing weapons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But whatever, they That's make it Ra- Raphael lost him. He yeah, lost his side. He lost his side. Uh, I guess they jump over the car. 
A feat, feat of strength when he fucking tosses him like 20 feet in the air under that pinwheel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I'd say that by the counts. way, uh, honorable mention right now to all the really fucking sweet cars that the Yakuza had in this there movie. There were some cool cars, Holy yeah. crap. Yeah, there were some cool they were cars. awesome. Give them that. Yeah. All right. Uh, my number two is the Exploding Brewery. Now, <laughs> I, I don't know if there was supposed to be the the the, the beer was catching on fire or the drugs, because I know they were doing both there. I'm just going to say the Exploding Brewery, which is a bunch of bullshit, and it made me laugh. Yeah, the, the, uh, I miss... it was definitely Brandon Lee's best line. You had the right to die. Was that to remain dead? So it would have made more sense if he said you had the right to remain dead, but instead he just says you had the right to die. You have the right to not live anymore. Yeah, and this is and this is after he got a dull for not shooting uh, Shang Tsung in the head like twenty seven times. Yeah, yeah. Just uh. fucking tosses him there. Oh god, <laughs> the eighties. But was that <laughs> supposed 80s. to be the brewery that, that he caught the beer on fire exploded, or is the, that the, the drugs? I think I'm pretty sure it was meant to be the drugs. The drugs, but the best okay. the best part is after he tosses it, like the stunt double. Like cowers back because of the explosion, <laughs> so he almost killed himself. Yeah, pretty terrible. Excuse me. All right, uh, Scott, number one. Number one is the the line that, that we've talked about in previous podcasts, but uh, it's it's when Brandon Lee tells Dolph that he has the biggest dick he's ever seen on a man. <laughs> but Excuse I love it on me. a man, right? Where what? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, like, well, what's the animal? I mean, I mean, we've, we've all been to Tijuana, Jeff. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. Is he comparing to animals? Uh, Shemale accident somewhere? I don't know. So yeah, that, that is a line that is spoken in this movie. And uh, Dolph, Dolph's, uh, it, I don't know if you've ever said these characters' name. Uh, so this is uh, Dolph as Kenner. Mm-hmm. Officer Kenner, and then I don't even remember what the fuck Brandon Lee's character's name was. Uh, but Kenner says, thanks. Yep. That's what this movie is. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. What's the line before that when he's like, I was with her, and he's like, I knew it. I saw you take your pants off or something. <laughs> Did he have another line? So, so he, he, he was, was like, she seemed scared. Well, I saw you yeah, take your clothes off to get into that yes. bath. I'd be scared too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just in case, just in case, the, you know, we weren't hinting enough about what was to come. Whoa. No and that was Dolph. No pun intended. <laughs> and there were stunt tits. Have I mentioned the stunt tits? Because there were stunt tits. Mm-hmm. There are lots of tits in this. Yeah, movie. there were a lot of boobies in this. I movie. had to... So I remembered I remembered the, the hot tub scene. And I tried to watch this at work thinking, okay, I could, I could watch easily like the first half hour, 45 minutes of this. <laughs> nope. 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 I was just uh, like 10 minutes in. I'm like, ah, fuck Hitting the eject button. Yeah, they're eating the sushi off the women and stuff like that. Well, it's even yeah. before that. They're like at a party. There's a pool. And oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. All kind, there are all kinds of boobies. Mm-hmm. Let's go get this guy and then let's go eat sushi off those naked ladies. <laughs> it's a line from the movie, folks. Yep. <laughs> all right, Alex, what's your number one? My number one is, if you folks have been keeping tabs on our list right now, you might seem that these are all negatives in this movie. Oh, no. Turns out, 
these are all positives because this is a fantastic bad movie. It's like quintessential. Uh, if you're looking for, you know, there's bad, you know, good bad horror movies, good bad uh, thrillers. This is a, this might be the best bad action movie, and that's saying something. <laughs> We've seen a lot of shit. Yeah, what's your number one? That is that. This is a great bad movie, like from <laughs> beginning to end. They definitely caught lightning in a bottle here. Yeah, it can't be replicated. Like you can't. So I, I think Alex, <laughs> they got something in the bottle here. Yeah. <laughs> we we we've talked about Windy City Heat before, Alex. You've seen it, right? Yeah. <laughs> like you, this is better than that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is like the actual movie that's being made here is like pound for pound, like more magical than than, than the movie they wind up producing in, in Windy City Heat. Mm-hmm. So. It's amazing. Do yourselves a favor, folks. Go watch it. Grab a bunch of friends. Uh, all dudes, of course. Uh, get some beers and watch this movie. All right. Uh, my number one is uh, I have What a Death Scene <laughs> and Fireworks. <laughs> gruesome. Jesus Christ. I, I think so, remember being uh, that gruesome. <laughs> so, as uh, they mentioned earlier, like, he throws him onto the pinwheel or whatever of. Pinwheel of death, and then just they spin him around, and fireworks go everywhere. Yeah. Then he finally catches on fire. And then, it's the whole thing then he explodes catches. for no reason. Yes. And then he survives. Yep. <laughs> He's in the hospital, all burnt to a crisp. Yeah. <laughs> Getting arrested. Yeah. But yeah. So, so I, thought the, I thought the death scene was a little excessive of, of the villain, but whatever. So yeah, Dolph, Dolph runs the guy through, and then while the guy's still on the sword, he throws him. Sticks him to we say pinwheel, but like, I, is that what they're called? Like the spinning fireworks, yeah. like where you put them yeah, on a board and then they spin around. Yeah, they're called pinwheels. Yeah, so it's uh, it was and he's like screaming as he's spinning around. Like, uh. yeah, everybody parades like, oh my god, that's and, and, then, <laughs> and then everybody there bows to Dolph on the way out. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, because they like the white man. All right, any honorable mentions? <laughs> yeah. Thank you for committing this horrible, horrible murder in front of us and our children. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> any honorable mentions? Oh, where did, where did it go? Where did it start? Uh, uh, the cars. Fantastic. Cars. Uh, at Al Young, or Al Long, Al whatever Long. you guys said his name is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, I thought, I didn't think he was going to be in this movie, and I was relieved when I finally saw him. Yeah, right, yeah which we should expect to pop up, yeah. Yeah. You should explain to our listeners who don't know. That's the guy. Like, it's like Genghis Khan from Bill and Ted's and, and Die Hard. And He's the, the guy with the Fu Manchu. Or is that a Marvel? Lethal Weapon. Endo. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. I guess great. Uh, you see an action movie in the 80s or 90s. He's in it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Other honorable mention is they did the cool 80s uh, handshake. A high five. But without the close up. <laughs> I don't know if you guys noticed that. At one point, him and Brandon yeah. Lee are like, yeah, but then there wasn't, you know, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you know what it's missing. Wanted to go in a different direction. Yeah. Didn't, want, didn't want this to be a cliche 80s movie. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's Lester. Good job. Yeah, it's got Kerry Tagawa in this, who's uh, the all, all time, uh, like, he, he, he just, he hasn't gotten to, uh, any like 
uh, I don't know, A-list movies, but uh, he's, he's, he's been a solid villain throughout his entire career. And then, uh, I think he's, he's, he always delivers. He's always, you know, definitely suitably evil, uh, chewing on some scenery, and I can appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and occasionally he gets to do something other than being a villain, like in Rising Sun. Uh, yeah, he's, he's great here. Um, he's, he's the only one doing any real acting. <laughs> and he does have an awesome line in the beginning where they crush the guy to death in the, the compactor and he says, yeah, yeah. I hate to see somebody like end their life this way. It crushes me. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of smirks. Oh, that's good. Hey, that's good was the guy who gets crushed in the car anybody? That That was the guy you were talking about. That's the guy from... Uh, um, oh, the guy that's crushed in the car? It's Philip Tan. Yeah, that's the guy from from uh, Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking of a different guy. Okay, because yeah, his voice sounded familiar. That guy. So I'm thinking of somebody else. I got lucky yeah. in that call. I'm thinking of something else. I thought I saw him in uh, Bloodsport, but it could be wrong. Could be. Yeah. All right, let's rate this thing. As usual, we rate on a scale of one to seven. One being garbage, seven being perfection. Scott. Oh, this is so tough. No, this, this is in no way a good movie. But as I've said repeatedly, this is this is just this is amazing. Uh and it clocks in an hour and fifteen minutes. And if you skip the opening five minutes, like <laughs> Yeah. Like it's <laughs> it's a, a strong seventy minutes. Yeah, just the the rewatchability on this thing's off the charts. Just uh I'm I'm gonna go on a limb here. I'm I'm gonna give this a six. Jesus Christ! Oh. <laughs> nice. I I was so like delighted watching this movie again. Like <laughs> maybe maybe a week from now that'll be lower for me. But as of this moment, yeah, it's getting a six for me. So a special announcement from Han shot first. We're looking for a new podcast partner because Scott is officially <laughs> off the team. <laughs> Alex, what did you give it? Um, I'm kind of splitting the difference because as a bad movie, this rate's like really high. But as an actual film, <laughs> it's very low. So I'm getting this is a strong five for me. This okay. watching it, I, I only I get a lot of entertainment watching it by myself. But that's only because I have so many memories of watching it with a bunch of friends and everything and just making fun of everything that's terrible about this movie. It's amazing. Huh, excuse me. Um, all right, I gave us a three. Uh, that's generous. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> but I will admit that if I saw this the same time I saw Commando and all those others, it might hold a special place. But it's not. It's an awful movie, guys. And uh, it's, the reason it's not a two or one is because it's an hour and 15 minutes, like Scott said. So you guys have made me watch far worse. So I can't give it a one or a two. But it definitely falls on the dislike more than like scale. <sighs> I'll get you the Blu-ray for your birthday. Okay. Oh, for Christmas, it's coming up. All right. You so can keep our... it. You can keep it shrink wrapped in your uh, movie case, like I did the audition for all those <laughs> yeah. years. <laughs> and there I shall stay. <laughs> all right, uh, Scott. What's our crossover list? So uh, we talked a little bit about it at the, the end here, but uh, quite quite a few fireworks going off here. 
so mm -hmm. a top five fireworks from from whatever I guess from pop culture. Um, so we're we're all on the same list, right? We've had trouble with that in recent weeks. Yep, that's it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, fireworks. Okay, good. Uh, so I'll start off with um, something you guys. I'm guessing you guys don't have your list, I, although I think there's going to be a little bit of crossover here. At least Whoa. Like three or four of these. Um, but uh, my number five is from a movie called Doc Hollywood. Uh, yeah, I've never seen that. Michael J. Fox. Yes, yeah. it's, it's worth a watch. It's, it's a fun little movie. Uh, yeah, Doc Hollywood uh, tells the story of Michael J. Fox, big, big city uh, doctor trying to be a plastic surgeon, gets stuck in the small town, and stuff happens. And, um in the the scene that that finally like kind of makes him realize you know what what he's missing in the city and what he can get here um there's this whole fireworks scene um where um he he finally um basically he, he's been falling for this girl and they they kind of consummate the whole thing um but it's the the kind of turning point for his character in that movie uh and they they're, they're Small town festival, um, you know they they crank up. Everybody's like cranking up the small town charm to try to get him to stay because they want a doctor, um, and it it all ends in a fireworks show, um, and they're they're out on this little boat on a lake while the fireworks are going off. So, number five, Doc Hollywood. Man, I don't remember the movie at all. I think I'm thinking of Secret of My Success. Yeah, it's uh, oh yeah, him and uh, Jilly Warner, but you guys don't need to tell me about it. You didn't need me to tell you that. Oh, yeah. no, not at all. Of course not. I wish you hadn't. All right, Alex, number four. <laughs> number five. <laughs> <My> number five <laughs> is from Home Alone. Mm -hmm. And the way Kevin McAllister lights the little firecrackers in a pot to simulate, uh, to enhance the gun sound effects from, uh, was it something in Dirty Angels? Enhance. What? The, the black and white movie. Uh... Oh. I forget what it was called. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, something in Dirty Angels to scare away Marv. And then he has the fireworks to signal the cops in Home Alone 2 at Central Park. There it is. <laughs> All right. Uh, my number five are the fireworks from Super Mario Brothers or any Mario Brothers movie. But there it is. Yeah. Jump on the flag with seven remaining on the number. I don't remember what it is, but yeah, I think it was an odd like three or seven, three and yeah. seven. Yeah. But then I'm also Super Mario World is ah, bugging here. Super Mario World has the big fireworks thing at the end, mode seven. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Super Mario World when he's in the little flying pod, right? And it's fucking yeah. awesome. Mm -hmm. so, Super Blue Mario Brothers mind. fireworks number five, Scott. Okay, so my number four is uh, something I grew up with, and that's Mary Poppins. Uh, they're all on the rooftops. There's fireworks going off. Uh, they're they're having to dodge fireworks. Um, it's I don't know. It's it's ingrained in my my childhood. Uh, Dick Van Dyke doing the the chimney sweep is. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know if it, it's definitely not on the same level as like singing in the rain or something like that. That sequence, but uh, it's up there. All the chimney sweep stuff is, is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. 
So that's my number four, Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. All right, Alex, number four. My number four is from an animated film, Mulan. Okay. Not only are fireworks responsible for taking out most of the Mongol army, but it also, a firework rocket, also takes out uh, the main Mongol. What's his face? And it, he gets shot straight into another stockpile of fireworks that go off into a big celebration. Another death by fireworks. Yep. One of the more violent deaths in a Disney movie, by the way. Yeah, I know. That's harsh. Never seen Mulan. It's good. Solid. All right, well, with Disney Plus, they're going to rewatch all the Disney classics. Yeah, there you go. They're opening the fucking vault. There you go. Can't, can't, can't wait to watch Song of the South again. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't think that one's going to be on there. All right, uh, my number four, and it's funny it's on here because... This movie I watched a lot as a kid. I really don't remember the plot points of it anymore. But what from I remember the end of Flight of the Navigator. That's he, right. has, he, can't, he can't find his home or whatever. And his brother has to light off fireworks from the roof to like... I forgot why. I just know his brother has to light off fireworks from the roof. It, was that correct? Yeah. yeah you, you, or was that for a right. little boat? Because they lived like on a... They had a dock? I, I'm pretty okay, sure. Maybe it was the dog. Does do it from the dog? I thought he did. I thought Jeff was right. But anyways, yeah, he's like, yeah, he's needs need, needs it for him to land, like to guide him to where they are. I think it's to guide him there. Yeah. Yeah. And his brother's a lot older now, and all that other stuff, right? Or yeah. it's his younger brother who's now his older brother. It's been forever since I've seen this movie, but yeah, I just that just popped in my down. mind of fireworks scenes. So, fire the navigator. Is that a Disney movie? Yeah. It was on Disney Channel all the time when I was a kid. Ooh, maybe that'll be on Disney Plus. Oh, yeah. I do not leak. You leak. (laughs) Funniest thing ever. (laughs) All right. Scott, number three. Number three is Naked Gun. Ah, damn it. (laughs) You son of a bitch. That's my number three also. So they... uh, there's There's a chase... (laughs) <laughs> with a student driver. <laughs> I, you know what? I don't want to talk too much about this because I think uh, this might be something we we do in the not-too-recent future. Ooh. Not-too-near future. Not-too-distant. Not-too-distant future. Thank you. <laughs> it's late. Uh, but the scene ends. They've crashed to a firework factory. <laughs> and Trevin's out in front. Nothing to see here, folks. <laughs> Please disperse. <laughs> Nothing to see Please here. Please disperse. <laughs> There's poor... Chinese fireworks workers just like crawling out the smoke. There's <laughs> just fireworks after fireworks going yeah. off in the background. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. It's gold. Number three, Naked Gun. Have you, did you guys ever see the clip? It was like two or three years ago, and it was either the New Year's Eve or Fourth of July fireworks show, and I think it was San Diego, and something went oh, wrong. Yeah. All the fireworks <laughs> yeah. went off at the same time. They all went off at once. <laughs> yeah. It's uh. Not as cool as you think it would be. <laughs> yeah. It's one it's glorious a minute of fireworks. It was, it was, Lights and smokes. It wasn't even a minute, right? Was it? It was just no, it was yeah, like, like thirty seconds. seconds. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You think you think it would, it would still look cool? Nope. <laughs> then you could hear kids is like, "Is that it?" <laughs> the dad's like, yeah. "No, I'm sure they got some more." Yeah. <laughs> Dude, so one of my my favorite subreddits is uh, watching people die inside. 
Yeah, <laughs> I would have killed to see like the guy whose job was to set those off, like the look on his face <laughs> as as, Ugh, as, as everything went wrong. I mean, we can laugh about it because nobody was hurt, but like, oh no, he probably tried to break his own neck. <laughs> yeah, it's <he just, laughs> a yeah. right there. <laughs> All right, uh, Alex, number three. Uh, the Naked Gun, Fireworks Factory. All right. Um, my number three is from Fellowship of the Ring, and it's Gandalf's fireworks at the beginning of the movie. Oh, that's my number one. Um, just a way to set off the the last fun thing that really happens to these hobbits. <laughs> <laughs> the introduction of Merry and Pippin and just how great life is at the Shire. And that's kind of the end of that, but yeah. Good fireworks scene with the dragon and the... The Gandalf's intro, the kids want to see the fireworks, and that's off one little small one, all that stuff. So if you guys have more to say about it, I will end. So, Scott, number two. Number two's fellowship. Uh, everything you said, I think my, my favorite part of that was the last thing you said, Jeff, was all the kids coming up, and he just kind of... Fireworks, re- Gandalf, He wrinkles fireworks. his nose, and he just sets off like, a couple small ones. Oh. super excited. He, he laughs about it. Yeah. And that's like the real Gandalf, when he's not being a grumpy asshole. <laughs> but uh, the new Gandalf's even grumpier than the old one. Yeah. Number two fellowship. All right, Alex. Number two. My number two is the Sandlot. And it's a great scene where they talk about, oh, there's only one time we can play at night. It was the Fourth of July, and the whole screen lit up with fireworks, <laughs> and everybody was trying to watch the fireworks while playing baseball. But Benny, the Jet Rodriguez, was the only one taking it seriously. Still. Keeping his eye on the prize. <laughs> All right. Baseball, Jeff. I got it. I've seen a game or two. All right. My number two is from the movie Land of the Dead. This is George Romero's fourth dead movie. But the, th- uh, the, the plot point here with the fireworks is that for some reason there's some p- primal thing in people and these zombies that if they see fireworks they stop whatever they're doing just to stare up at the sky while the fireworks are going on so that's how humans can get around like herds of zombies where they just shoot a bunch of fireworks in the sky every zombie will stop being a brain eater and just look at the sky at fireworks while they all get by and I thought it was 100% true because when I worked at Disneyland as soon as those goddamn fireworks would go up everyone would just stop what they were doing and <laughs> stare at the sky so I'll always remember that not a good movie. I don't remember liking it too much, but the firework thing definitely stuck with me. I think John Leguizamo shot a bunch of fireworks in the sky. <laughs> but not fire in the sky, because that's totally different. <laughs> sure is. <laughs> Alright, Scott, number one. Okay, my number one is Sandlot. It's, uh... Sports. Sports ball. Uh, yeah, all the, the, the kids are out there like Alex said it's the only time they could play at night because it's the the 60s it's still the 50s isn't it no I think it's the 60s 60s? either way they don't have like lights on everywhere (laughs) and yeah they try to play baseball at night and they all get caught up in the the actual fireworks the the fuck yeah what's the name of the song fireworks Star Spangled Banner? It's not the Star Spangled Banner. Oh. Stars and Stripes Forever? Something by Philip Souza. 
Yeah, there's something overture. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Oh, it was America the Beautiful. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Alex. The slow, the slow motion. Yeah, like the jazzy version. Yeah, it was, it was good stuff. Sad light, number one. All right, my number one. I haven't done Star Wars in a while, so mine is Yub Nub. The fireworks going off at the end of Return of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah, Ewoks banging on stormtrooper heads. Fireworks mm-hmm. going off. Yeah. Yep, there it is. And then now you have the new version where then it cuts over to Coruscant, and um, <laughs> they murder a stormtrooper. <laughs> Naboo. And other places. Never I'm sure that. in the special, special, special edition, it'll go to Jakku and yeah, planet yeah. number 62. That I don't, I don't even know the new planet names anymore. I'm getting old with my Star Wars knowledge. It's salt. <laughs> yep. All right. That's my number one. I had like a lot of honorable mentions. Do you guys have any? Um, Return of the Jedi was going to be one of mine. Uh, what else? I just saw the end of Stranger Things season three. There's a big fireworks scene in that. Um, uh, I mentioned Disneyland. I always love the fireworks as part of the Fantasmic show, so I like that. Um, the fireworks spectacular from South Park. <laughs> spectacular. <laughs> And then, well, technically not fireworks, the end of Guardians of the Galaxy 2 when um, he gets his ceremony. I forgot the name of the, the what was the ceremony they gave that guys? Uh, yeah, you know what I'm talking yeah. about, right? Yeah, I forget what Stallone says. There would be no, you know, fires or, or whatever. There would be no light to light your way to the other world. Yeah, I forget. Yeah. But what were they called? Reaver. It was a Reaver. Yeah, it's a, a Reaver funeral. There you go. So I thought that was cool. Emotional. Because he's Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's it. Mm-hmm. It's time for Alex Knows Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball? So good news, everybody. You don't have to worry about women's Team USA hockey anymore because Phew. Monique. Limeru and Jocelyn Limeru are coming back. Woohoo! Nice. Woo-hoo. I was also noting do 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 lady hockey players get hit in the face just as much as the guys because they all seem to have perfect teeth. <laughs> they have. They wear cages. Oh, okay. Or sh- full shields, but they can. You can still get hurt with that, but yeah, right. Less likely. I think we talked about this before, but like more and more dudes wear. Like face protection, right? Eye protection. So the the eye visors become mandatory. It's grandfathered in. But just the eye. Whereas the girls and like most international well, I don't know about international, but like or in my leagues and stuff, we usually wear a full cage or a full shield that goes all the way down to your from your forehead to your chin. The pros don't wear that. They'll only wear that if they're hurt and they're protecting, like they have a broken jaw and they want to keep playing and they do that. Hmm. When when was the last guy to to not have to wear a helmet and chose not to wear it? Craig McTavish was the last player, and I was in the mid nineties. Jesus, 
Because I know he was on the ring when the Rangers won in '94, I believe. So yeah, in the mid to late '90s, he was the last guy to not wear. But he had a nice set of hair, <laughs> so that would have that would have broke the fall. How did nobody die in the NHL? Like when the like at least the official NHL. Uh, there were some bad stuff back in the day, but I don't think no. I, mm-hmm. I think someone did die, but I think that was more of just a stick to the head. I don't know. Yeesh. They used to have stick fights back in the day. <laughs> have at thee, eh? <laughs> yeah. Good night. Well, these ladies actually uh, got a lot of stuff for uh, women in women hockey because th- they didn't used to have, uh, whatchamacallit, maternity leave for players. Uh, and now they do. And they also get, like, two chances to come back at postpartum. So at the first camp, when they go back, if they're not 100%, they still get a second chance. Uh, a little bit afterwards. Very cool. Yeah. So yeah, yeah they're moms and they want to keep playing. So good for well, them. I mean, it's awesome. Winners get winners get what they want. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Hockey, soccer. To the to the winner. I believe one of those sisters is the one who scored the game winning goal in the shootout too in the Olympics. The one who did the triple deke. I be- <laughs> yeah, I believe that's one of those girls. Um. There it is. All right. It's time for Neum News. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. Okay, uh, I'm going to s- switch things up a little bit, talk about some Vigi games. Uh, so earlier this week was the the 15th, the 12th, the 15th. I'm not even sure. It was BlizzCon again in uh, Southern California. Uh, oh, I missed it this year? Yeah, I know, Jeff. Uh, I mean... Maybe next year you can pirate a copy of like the original StarCraft or something. <laughs> Re- the uh, I own the original copy of StarCraft, Scott. So why would I do that? Oh, sorry. I mean, I just haven't bought a game since nineteen ninety or two. When did the first World of Warcraft came out? That was the last time. <laughs> that was five, three. Uh, so yeah, so BlizzCon came out. There was a few announcements. Uh, we haven't really talked about the Blizzard controversy. In the in the nerd world here, uh, you know all the stuff going on in Hong Kong. Uh, Wait, is that why it's called BlizzCon? Blizz controversy? That's part of it, Jeff. Whoa! Uh, I'll file that one. That was bad. So yeah. ju- ju- just to <laughs> yeah. you know, frame a reference, if somebody ever comes back to listen to this, uh, mm-hmm. you know, all the stuff going on in Hong Kong, uh, in Taiwan, there was a uh, a Hearthstone tournament. The guy won it. In a post-game interview, said free Hong Kong, and Blizzard immediately banned him and yanked all of his prize money, and uh, people lost their shit, rightfully so. Um, yeah. Blizzard reneged on that a little bit, gave him his money back, and shortened the ban, uh, but people were still pissed. Um, and then you know, jump jump forward, uh, I don't know how long it was, like a month and a half later, to BlizzCon. And uh, I guess there was a couple of people protesting out there wearing Winnie the Pooh costumes, which is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I guess the only thing that really happened of note was that a a uh, a guy in their Q and A, one of the Q and A sessions, um, did his question and then snuck in a free Hong Kong, and uh, the the guy moderating or had the mic anyways was like. All right, moving along, basically. <laughs> Went to the next guy. Mm-hmm. Nothing else really came of it. Um, 
So uh, that that reminded me of another thing that happened in the news before we get on to actual video game announcements here. Because um, there was some interview with uh, the... Uh, I think he was a former SEAL, but he, he was a dog trainer. I don't know if it was the dog that hunted down the, the guy recently. Um, but they had this guy there the, with... The, the bounty hunter? No. The guy there with oh. this dog, and they're interviewing him, like, asking him about how the dogs worked and stuff, and the guy was like, oh, yeah, you know, make sure not to, to touch these dogs like you see them in public because, you know, they're trying to do this thing. And also, Epstein didn't kill himself, and <laughs> the guy just, like, snuck, <laughs> snuck this thing in there and, like, ended the interview. And, the, again, the interview, he was like, oh, okay, then. Uh... It was funny. Uh, That's awesome. So moving on to actual video games. So uh, mm-hmm. Diablo 4 was announced. That was probably the biggest news to, to come out of BlizzCon. Um, oh, the phone game. Yes, yes. But also Diablo 4. <laughs> uh, the fourth fourth real iteration of, of Diablo. Um, so I barely touched Diablo 2. Uh, I, I beat Diablo 3 and played a little bit. I've got it on my Switch. Um, it's a fantastic port, by the way. Uh, but other than that, yeah, I was never super into it. Um, I don't know what your guys' history is with, with Diablo. I played the shit out of Diablo 2. College? Uh, but that was with friends and everything. We got the expansions and whatnot. It was a lot of fun. Just playing with a group. Okay. Jeff? I played some of uh, some of 3, yeah. Yeah, I played a little bit of 1, a little bit of 2. 3 was on Xbox 360. Didn't we all play like one Christmas or something when it was like double XP or something? I don't know. Yeah. You just click a bunch of shit. I never liked it. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, four is coming out. As you can tell, we're all super excited. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it's definitely a step up graphically, and uh, you know, we'll we'll see how it actually is. But I mean, it looks pretty much like more of the same. So, if you like Diablo, you know, it's probably for you. I mean, I I'll, I'll probably check it out. Um, it is that that whole loot addiction thing they got going for it is, is fun for a little while anyway. Yeah. Um, the other news besides a, a new WoW expansion was Overwatch 2 uh, what? which was leaked. Yeah. Um, that game just came out. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, it's been <laughs> out for how long ago? Four years? Jeebus, years, yeah. yeah. It's been a while. About uh, four, four or five years. It's been a while. Anyway, so two, I, the way they made it sound, it's going to have the same roster. It's going to have the same maps uh, to start anyways. And the the biggest feature besides just them, they're not even updating the engine, but they're like, well, I guess they're updating the engine, but not moving to a new engine or anything. But, you know, they're going to you know, upgrade the graphics, you know, keep the engine um, current gen or whatever. Uh, but they're adding in a lot of PvE features. Which were, some, mm-hmm. which were lacking in an original Overwatch. So uh, we'll see how that goes. I mean, some of them look cool. Um, there was there was a brand new mode called Push, um, which, which looked pretty funny. Where there was this giant robot pushing a cart. I'm not sure how it worked exactly, but the robot just went around going, "I'm good at pushing things." <laughs> it's it's worth watching the the gameplay trailer. Uh, yeah. It made the the little short clip made it seem like it was might be like a little tug of war type of deal. 
Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much what it looked like. Yeah. Um, there was a confirmation of at least two new characters. Well, one was straight up com- confirmed. There was another character in the the animated uh, trailer that they first shot put out. Those are amazing. And I recommend anybody that likes those to look at the the one for Overwatch Two. It's super cool. Um, there's some fills in it too. Uh, so. Outside of that, uh, they you know <laughs> they're going back to the well again on, on Warcraft three. That'll be out soon. I'm not sure on the date on that. They're basically doing uh, like an updated version of that with more modern graphics, hmm. uh, but mostly the same game, I guess. Uh, so yeah, a lot of a lot of stuff coming out of Blizzard. Um, I played half hour. Uh... That gamer talk. Well, I always want to call it Half Life. Um, Overwatch the other day to do the Junkensteins. There's like a hundred new characters. I don't know how to play any of them. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is still cool that they're all like they all feel different from each other. Yeah, like I'm horrible with a lot of them, but at least it feels different. Um, and that, I guess that's one of the cool features with this PVE stuff is that they they, they can add abilities to to people that just they could never balance around in a PvP setting. Yeah. So, for example, they showed, uh, like, Hanzo, who, fuck Hanzo, but they, <laughs> they, 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 they was using a sonic arrow, and it outlined a bunch of dudes, and then he shot this other arrow, and while the sonic arrow was up, the arrow basically automatically bounced between all the enemies. It looked pretty cool. Oh, uh, there was, cool. like, an upgraded ability for, like, Tracer, where her pulse bomb... Like set off a chain of explosions instead of just the one. Um, so yeah, ho- hopefully the PVE will keep it fresh. I'm looking forward to it just as as a way to get back into it because I I played that forever. It hasn't been until very recently that I've kind of weaned off of it. Um, so having that that built-in reason to spend some more time will, will be welcome because I love Overwatch. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that's that's all I really wanted to talk about. Um, Alex, anything you wanted to mention? Yeah, Into the Spider-Verse 2 already has a release date. Oh, cool. It's like April of 2022. Okay. So they're probably like in pre-production writing right now. So I can't wait. Oh, he's amazing. was very cool. Yeah. I liked it. A lot. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jeff, anything there it is. you wanted to go over? Uh, I just, no, nah, I saw the Joker. Um. Did like didn't hate it as much as Alex. I didn't hate it at all, but it does feel unnecessary. And uh, well, maybe when Scott sees it, we could do a review on it. Um, but I yeah. generally, I liked it. It just didn't feel like it needed. It, it could have been called Bozo. It didn't need to be Joker. I don't Agreed. Know. Yeah. Uh, but he, his performance is great. I recommend mm-hmm. people to go see it. I just it, we'll talk about it later. And then. Uh, I, I, like I said earlier, I finally finished season three of Stranger Things. Took forever, but finished. And I liked it. So I think the first season's better, and it's weird seeing the kids all older and awkward, but it's, it's still fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's all my news. Okay. Oh, did we, did we talk about uh, the uh, the uh, Weiss and Benioff, uh, Lord, of the, Lord of the Thrones, Game of Thrones? Wow. Uh, they're no longer with Star Wars. Oh yeah, they stepped down from that. 
Yeah. They said so, they were too busy. They got too much going on. Yeah, so the rumor was they got... Because they signed... After they did, did sign the Star Wars deal, they signed this whole Netflix deal, and now there's rumors that they were... Disney was unhappy with that. They said they were too busy, and then they're like, well, whatever. Like, Kevin Feige can do all this shit. Like, I don't know, but... Which, I don't know, is good and bad. I loved Game of Thrones up until the end. So, and even then, I didn't hate it as much as most people. But if they don't want to be invested, I don't need them making my Star Wars movies. I'll just say that. Yeah. yeah. That's my news. But the last thing, uh, our social networks. Use them, people. We're on Facebook. <laughs> We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on WWWebs. MySpace. Um, I don't think we have a MySpace account. Friendster. Friendster. (laughs) Napster. (laughs) And we do... We're we're not consistent with it, so I don't blame you for for not going on there. But we would like to see more feedback from you guys on there, so please check us out. I... The the exact count names are in the links and descriptions. It's Hans Shot first. You'll be able to find it. Yeah. Yeah. And let us know what you think. Which what's better? Do you like Twitter? I mean, I think it's just preference of what people like. I'll be different, but uh, like I don't even have an Instagram account. I don't even know how that works. But you know, I, like teenagers out there, they like it. We'll have a TikTok account soon, Jeff. The, I guess the, kid, kids call it the gram. <laughs> I know they do call it the gram. Mm-hmm. Just like they call it the talk. I think. Yo, did you see my video on the talk? I yeah, I, I did. It was it was lit. Yeah. Like that song. That band. <laughs> Razzle? I don't know. All right. So yeah, please check us out there. Let us know what you think. All that good stuff. And, and you know what? Go on iTunes and leave a fucking review. There it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What do you think about that? Good or bad. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. We, we hardly ask for this stuff. Do it. Or we're going to do a picture on your asses. Charge you for this shit. No, yeah, that'll never happen. Not. We're too lazy to give <laughs> yeah, extra content. Yeah. You might keep us from doing like Mannequin 2 on the move, though. Oh, God. That should be it. Instead of pay- asking people to give money for suggestions, it should be like to pay us not to do an episode. To, to not do Showdown a Little Tokyo. Maybe we'll do that. <laughs> Dude, it's a bit too late. A little late for Lenny. <laughs> All right, that's it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Little late for Lenny. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast. <laughs>